jinkies. Oh, what's that gross book made out of skin? It's not a book. It's a tome made out of skin. Ew. What's it say? Behold the collected apocrypha of Stacy Ponder, the writer for Final Girl. And Anthony Hudson, the programmer for Queer Horror. And together they are... Oh my god! Don't read it out loud! Don't read it out loud! Gay Lords of Darkness! I need a notepad. Get a notepad. I've got a I've notepad. I've got my notepad and uh, all I wrote was Judd, Frowny Face, Lewis, Smile, Rachel frowny face <laughs> those are my pet cemetery notes <laughs> that's like uh <laughs> the hippie dippy school report card <laughs> yeah how did this make you feel point to the picture <laughs> <laughs> the common crossover between hippie dippy environmental schools and pet cemetery the remake <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh... my notepad is just blank because it's just my notepad is so apathetic that, yeah, that yeah. Sh- she's just waiting to feel anything. She's waiting to be moved or to feel any inkling of passion. Uh, yeah. She she can't find it. <laughs> I hold the my pen to the paper and my pen says, what do you want me to do? <laughs> <laughs> what am I supposed to do with this? <laughs> what, am I, what am I supposed to do here? Because I don't feel like doing shit. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. Uh Pet Cemetery. Well It happened. <laughs> it it happened. It did happen. Um I mean, I think we were both pretty apathetic going into it. Oh dear listeners, Stacy and I, my esteemed colleague and fellow gay lord, <laughs> <laughs> we spent literally like the last two episodes post show just talking like do we have to do this? <laughs> do we have to do Pet do we Cemetery? Have to? Should we? And I kept saying yes, Stacy, because we need to remain relevant. Yeah. Well, you, you, you thought people would be talking about it, and it's a good, you know, like, look, th- maybe this is a little too wizard behind the curtain. But we're still, we're only six months old. We're still growing an audience. And so when there's a mainstream horror film that comes out, like, we might get a couple of listeners if we do a show about it. You know, like, we got to do our due diligence, right? Like, yes. uh, we put on our press hat, we have our, our, our pamphlets and our clipboards <laughs> ready to go, our stenographer's notebook. Yep. And... <laughs> I'm ready for a scoop. I go and I'm ready for a scoop. <laughs> I'm like, this is going to get me the Pulitzers, the podcasting Pulitzers. It's going to be Pet Cemetery. <laughs> this is our Peabody Award. Is yeah, yeah. Pet Cemetery. Yep. Pet yeah. Cemetery. Yeah, that might be the only award that this film will <laughs> receive. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I, yeah, it's just that thing of feeling like we have to talk about it because it's so at the forefront of horror consciousness right now. Um but I keep forgetting that the the the, peop, the driving force of horror consciousness, at least on the internet, are a whole bunch of a whole lot of people that just don't care about anything. <laughs> like, 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and just... it also changes week to week. Like, a week from now, everyone will forget this film. And yeah. that's it. And yet, this podcast will linger for all eternity. It'll as, be here. As evidence of our mistakes. As this... <laughs> Yeah. When we're dying and Burgess Meredith comes down to seduce us to the gate of hell, mm-hmm. he'll wave this over our heads and say, ah, but you covered Pet Cemetery. <laughs> ah. Belong here. <laughs> he'll say, yeah, yeah you're, you're right. right. You're right. You got me. I mean, I don't think we need, we Let don't need to do every theatrical horror release. You know what I mean? Like, there's going to be some stuff that I say just absolutely not. But this one, I mean, I was curious. We did another Pet Cemetery show in February with Alex West was our guest, and we covered Pet Cemetery and Pet Cemetery 2. Yeah, it was a great show. Yeah. So, you know, I was definitely curious about this, but I was not excited. I'll admit it. It felt like an obligation. I guess it my felt like an ob- is... It felt like an obligation. <laughs> it did it did and i i was like ready to like email you as i was sitting down in the theater and just say i'm so sorry going in <laughs> <laughs> what have i done um i i just wish and this is like my first bout of rage, of rage with myself like am i a am i a snob or like what is going on where when i see a trailer and if a trailer doesn't get me excited or I feel apathetic about the film trailer, usually that tells me or predicts the exact same experience going into the yeah. movie. Well, you'd think a trailer would get you jazzed. Like, that's the purpose of a trailer. So even if you say, I mean, sometimes I've seen a trailer and been like, well, I'll wait for it to be on a streaming service. You yeah. Know, I'm not, like, excited about it, but I'll probably see it eventually, you know? Yeah, I'll lend it some eyeballs. I'll let it have my eyeballs for a while. <laughs> you know? Like, like but... there's there's moments like uh, the, the Jim Jarmusch zombie movie trailer. I saw right. that, and I was like, Carol Kane said, Chardonnay! That was the part that got me! I was <laughs> The whole thing! I was like, I don't know, I don't know. Is this gonna be too twee? Like, I don't know. And then she said, Chardonnay! Chardonnay! And I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, well, there I go. Yeah, I was like, ticket purchased, DVD yep. pre-ordered, like, I'm, yeah. I'm there. Uh, yeah. Watching the Pet Cemetery trailer, I was just like, yeah, it looks like CW. Yeah. And that's about as much that it could rustle up in me. Uh, I tried to do lots of rustling in that theater. I rustled and I rustled and then I rustled and in hope for anything to happen. And, and I'm still rustling still. Yeah, I freed my mind and I assumed that the rest would follow. <laughs> thank you for thank you well, for I'm knowing. I'm a funky diva. I'm a funky diva. <laughs> I've been listening to In Vogue a lot this week, so I'm just glad that oh, we, really? we connected on that moment. <laughs> Wow, I didn't even know. Yeah, I mean, I I went in and I thought, all right, just fucking enjoy yourself, you bitch. Like, don't be such a, you know. Yes, yes, you spoke to the mirror, yes. (laughs) Yeah, in the restroom beforehand, I was like, can you just try to have a good time, please? And there's a custodian just staring at you, holding a mop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, I started off all right. I was like, okay, I like some of the things they're doing here. And then it just... And then there's a lot more things that I didn't like. 
And the whole thing just felt really lethargic to me. It and... felt dead on arrival, right? Like, stillborn. Yeah. Like, the, the, ugh, there's so many movies recently that I've seen that just feel lifeless. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, like, this is how I felt about the Mary Poppins movie. Like, it was a simulacra of a movie where it has, it has every, I know Mary Poppins, the horror classic, but it has, <laughs> you know, every, like it has finely crafted songs, good performances, a nice art direction, but it just never has, like, it's like the breath of life did not make it to the product. <laughs> yeah. It's soulless. Yeah. And it's hard. It's hard with something like this because I'm like, how much of my reaction is because even if I don't want to, I'm still thinking about the original. And I also kind of, even if there's going to be, like, they did change a pretty major plot point. Oh, yeah. A few of them. They changed them. But I still knew where it was going to go. That's the thing. Even with the changes, it followed the same path. Although. Yeah. And we'll talk about this more. The the shifts that they made, even though they were entire, they still followed the ultimate prescribed like m- methodology of the story. Suddenly, the story had no uh, pathos to motivate why those things happened. Like it yeah. was, and then it just affected the characters' motivations and and the whole message of of. The, I mean, to say there's a message in Pet Cemetery like seems I don't know, but there is. It's you know about obsession and grief sure. and pain and yeah. Uh, and this was just kind of neutered of that <laughs> in, in favor of, oh, isn't this a wicked twist from <laughs> what you remember? Oh, yeah. I It just got really silly. And I mean, the original is silly. Like, there's a lot of silliness to it. But I didn't, you know, have you, listener, have you seen Pet Like, you know what Pet Cemetery is, right? Like, we don't have to talk about what it is. <laughs> <laughs> about a couple of young kids that move to Maine. They have a pyramid scheme in a startup investment where they're going to start charging kids entry to the pet cemetery. Couple heads pop. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, I just didn't, it didn't, there wasn't any grief. There was no, no deep emotion with any of these characters. Like it's sh- like a Jack Nicholson in the shining itself with like Lewis goes from, a doctor who has there's a scene where he speaks to his wife amy simatz rachel and they're talking about life after death and he's very like clinical and like a doctor that he doesn't believe there's anything after and we're supposed that's like supposedly in the idea of the script that's setting up his descent to becoming like an obsessed grieving madman yeah he took a big leap but he literally he just really jumps to zombie dad in the next in one scene <laughs> Yeah. And not to compare and contrast, but I'm going to be doing a lot of comparing and contrasting on this episode because the original Pet Cemetery, as mocked as it can be or as silly as it is, uh, or as hokey or campy, um, actually really still conveys the emotions of the characters. (laughs) And and the grief is like really, like in the the section where Gage dies and after, like the grief is very real, but in the family. Yes, and in the, in this, it's like you know, Amy Simetz has to go, and then Zombie Dad is dressing up his little girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it just he he took a big leap, and I think also his the fact that his relationship with Judd was so different, and the fact that yeah. Judd was so different didn't help that. Yeah, you know, because Judd kind of 
helped him out and was a sympathetic character in the original. And here it's like he has to knock out Judd so he can go dig up his daughter. Yeah, he roofies Judd. <laughs> he, roofie- <laughs> he roofied him. It's like, well, I didn't expect me too to come up this way in Pet Cemetery, but okay. Yeah. And also the the key moment that was missing was in the original when Lewis asks Judd if anyone has ever buried a person up there. Yes. And Judd tells that story. That whole thing is like there's a a brief clip when he's doing the like investigation and reading newspaper articles. Like they talk about Timmy Baderman in one of the newspaper articles, but it doesn't sink in at all. Yeah. Yeah. It just says Vietnam veteran or war veteran uh, missing from funeral home or morgue or whatever. Yeah. And so he doesn't understand that the like someone has already done it and it's failed miserably and i guess judd did it too is that is that what we're supposed to infer that was it was implied yeah when when norma norma right appears in which could have this could have also been and we talked about this with alex how uh in the original film there's that other character that hangs herself who's like sort of a stand-in for judd's wife because in the book judd judd has a wife who passes away in the course of the story yeah and like hey writers maybe there's an opportunity to freshen up the story and put judd's wife and his grief in the film um right but instead like oh no she's a she's a demon face jump cut (laughs) (laughs) who's like hey judd you remember me (laughs) remember your wife because it's me (laughs) i'm a toddler in tiaras Yeah, and I just, so that that was missing for me, and then the daughter comes back, and I kind of liked that, at first, I liked that they actually killed the older kid, because it would be a different dynamic after she comes back, yes. and you wouldn't, you wouldn't be making the comparisons to the original. I thought that was a nice evolution, um, and it seemed like it was going in a good direction. I was like, ooh, maybe this is going to be like Death Dream. Um, the Bob Clark film where, mm-hmm. you know, she's back and you know that she's not right. But and that happened for like two minutes and then she just went off the rails and turned into like, I don't even know what stabby. Yeah, I have a lot of thoughts about that also. It just that also happened quickly. And it's like, why don't we let that linger? Like the not rightness of it. Yes, there were some there was some potential. There were. For me, there were two scenes that had potential for, like, actual emotional exploration. And I know, oh, God forbid horror fans, we're talking about emotional exploration. (laughs) Um, But, I mean, this is, you know, that's what Stephen King's novel is all about. And even the original film is all about this, the levels of grief that people um, experience and then what what deal-making they can sink to to try to cope. Right. And they had two nice moments. Like, one was... um, Rachel, I think when Rachel was first talking about what happened with Zelda, and I, I have so many notes about Zelda too, but um, yeah, Rachel first talking about Zelda, and while still not on par with Denise Crosby's monologue, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, Amy Simons did a really nice job kind of uh, placing her grief in reality, um, and, and while I still had problems with how it was depicted and edited like her performance i thought in that section was nice the scene in the bed where she's telling her husband for the first time about what what happened with zelda um yeah and then when ellie comes back and she's 
he go like he gives her a bath he combs her hair uh she has her little wonky eye which i was living for yes like it's a really nice scene when they're in the bed and she's like she's like where did i go or, or like and she's like i was playing in the road i saw church i was so happy to see him and there was a truck coming and then everything went black and and the dad's or lewis is like oh well you now you're back and she's like back from where and there was a really nice moment there where like she seemed to be kind of humanized. I know we're supposed she's supposed to be evil bad zombie girl, but like they kind of humanized her and and it was her kind of wrestling with his grief as well as her own. Mm-hmm. And then literally like he lies down to bed and then she's like daddy. <laughs> like, it's <laughs> yeah. like it's like there's a switch flipped in the performance. I really actually the one thing I appreciated about this movie was Ellie until the switch was flipped and she's just demon child. Yeah. And and it's just no different, no different than, than Gage in the original when he's just like snarling, which still kind of worked because he was a toddler. <laughs> right. Versus yeah. this Ellie is just like, Hey dad, <laughs> I'm going to kill you. You're going to come to hell with me. <laughs> yeah. With yeah, her superhuman been... strength and ninja skills. <laughs> like... Oh God. Yeah. It just, it would have been, I mean, it would have been another direction. They went cheap horror movie direction. It could have been interesting for Ellie herself to be conflicted, to like have enough of her humanity that she knows this is her, because that's, it seems like that's where they were going. She knows this is her family, you know, but she can't help her new nature, what she's become, or maybe if she came to resent them for bringing her back. Like there's so many ways they could have gone with it and they just went cheap horror movie. Yeah, well, and I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out some opinions here, which we have not been doing this entire podcast. Uh, this whole <laughs> film, this whole film was miscast every yeah. every single role, um, and the direct, the especially the filmmakers were not the right hires for this film. Uh, yeah, it's I don't know who should have made this film. But, and, and maybe part of this is me having come off of the brilliance that was us for me. Like, I, I really love that movie. I keep thinking about it. But as I was watching Pet Cemetery, I'm like, it's not enough to just switch which kid dies. Like, if you had, if, if you had capitalized on that, like, bedtime confession scene with Ellie, like, and actually done something with that character and given a, a person, who, like, an older child who's more capable of emotion and verbalizing... Like if you if you had followed through on that track, then maybe that would be justified. But even though you you just end up ultimately following the same route, uh, regardless of how you get there. Um, but like if you really want to make a real shift in this story as a remake, like to justify its existence, other than like now we're doing the grittier version because the Stephen King movies <laughs> in the eighties were hokey, like that whole train that's happening with it and this now, um, like. Shake it up. Like, I kept imagining what if the cast of Us was in this movie? What if Lupita was was essentially <laughs> Lewis, you know? What if, what if uh, Elizabeth Moss is Judd? Like, there's ways. To, <laughs> they could shake it up and make it fun again or, like, breathe some life into it with some actors that really... I don't know. It just... I just... Everyone was fine, I guess. I No, they weren't. I liked Amy Simetz. I still didn't think she got anything to do. 
No, I, I decided I just don't like that character. I, I mean, I love, you know, Denise Crosby is Denise Crosby. I don't know Amy Simons, Mariah Carey gif. I don't know her. <laughs> So I have no attachment to Amy Simons. I don't like that character. No, I Rachel. Think she, I think she's a twat. Well, and and this Rachel um, is like, I don't know. Like, I actually, I liked Denise Crosby in the original Pet Cemetery. We all know this. But I, this Rachel was like, had even less character to her. She was, she was just reactive wife. Like, yeah. Like, she was like, oh, Lewis, why would you tell that to our kid? Or, I love you, let's make love. Like, yeah. those, those were her two modes. And then, like, yeah. paralyzed with trauma and grief. Which, okay, that's, thank you, thank you for this depiction of this woman. <laughs> I mean, I thought Jason Clark was fine in, like, the first scene. I was like, oh, a Lewis who can act. Okay, here we go. With his, uh, like, Irish Southern accent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like on the way to the house, you know, like I was like, all right, here we have a Lewis who can act. This will be interesting. And then just the, I don't know if it was him or the character or what, but it just did not work for me. Yeah, I, I loathed him in this film. Uh, and I think part of it, I, I don't know how much of this is my own bias, because we all know that I'm vastly attractive to the clown Lewis from the original film. Oh, well, yeah. But, um, but this Lewis, I don't know. He was just, he looked like a goblin to me. And that really, I couldn't stop seeing a goblin. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like the, he looks like that actor, like the guy that plays the, the bat monster guy from Underworld too. <laughs> but without the benefit of being kicked into helicopter blades by, um, Celine. <laughs> so I was just... I, don't I know. know I know all of those words individually, but together that makes no <laughs> sense to me. <laughs> I'm glad to have confused the cat. You. <laughs> yeah, I just I didn't like the character. He didn't he didn't seem grieving. He wasn't enough anything. It just know? there wasn't like just... there wasn't pathos. Yeah, and there wasn't like... from Judd, and that was a big thing. Like I told you, yeah. hey, maybe we'll love Pet Cemetery. Maybe you'll end up getting a John Lithgow tramp stamp next to your Helena Marcos tramp stamp. <laughs> I canceled the appointment after I saw the film. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I did not like Judd, like at all. I wanted to like him because I'm like, oh, a sweet old person. And in the end, he I wasn't, just... though. No, and in the end, I was just like, why? Why is his? Why does his beard looks like he has mustard in it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I saw that too, like right under his lip and yeah. right under his nostrils. He still has like some blonde. But then I was like, just... I was like, is John Lith was John Lithgow blonde? <laughs> like I couldn't remember, and so I just got pre <laughs> preoccupied with his mustard lips. Yeah, and it's just, like when like, a poodle gets around their eyes, they get those tear stains. It was yeah, like... yeah, yeah. The rusty poodle, um, yeah. <laughs> which is another one of those. Which is a sex move. <laughs> what was the other one? <laughs> uh oh god now i don't remember like a, a hot oh, tomato uh tokyo convertible yeah yeah tokyo convertible <laughs> she's got her up there with her rusty poodles and her tokyo convertibles <laughs> and mustard lips like it was Ugh. it was yeah i was just staring at his mustard lips and i was trying to figure out why why he's john is like such a i oh man fred gwynn R.I.P. Yeah. 
a, yeah. a true diva, a true icon. <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> Judd had some moments, but that character in the first one seemed like, oh, he's there. Like, of course they're going to be hanging out with him. This is like, a, oh, hello. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Here they just had no re- real relationship. Yeah. As friends or anything else. And I think so much of it depends on the friendship, especially between Judd and Lewis. Yeah. He's like, he's like his, his let's bury animals together, buddy, in this movie. And that's it. (laughs) Well, we don't want to upset the wife or the daughter. So it's up to the old mustard lips and dad to go do it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, you say that this film was horribly miscast. I would like to say that there was stellar kitty cat acting throughout this whole that cat was the one good all the churches all the cats who played church all there were like four four churches <laughs> yeah I love and they were all incredible <laughs> this film took two directors and four cats um but, <laughs> yeah. but i love i did love church um even with that though stacy i was like I, whenever church was like supposed to be being like evil or mean i could still see that kitty smiling and being cute and like yeah. just being a sweet kitty and not seeming like zombie enough whereas i'm like <laughs> you know maybe what this cat is missing is some hokey 80s glowing eyes <laughs> that could be that's how you know it's a zombie that's how i know it was just he was so cute and then be, i guess maybe that was yeah that was something to connect to but i also was like but at the same time he still just doesn't convince me that he's dead <laughs> <laughs> wow no i don't think you're a snob why would you say that i know right i just i wasn't freaked out by church at any moment like there should be some hint of the of the sublime or like inhuman or infernal or something with that with that cat and right and i was i didn't know how much of that was me like as a cat lover that could be because i'm sure there's people out there that are like oh that cat was terrifying yeah little mr fluffles really upset me That said, he was a perfect, he was a perfect baby. A perfect baby? A perfect baby. <laughs> Thank you, Eartha Kitt. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just, and then the, the ending was like. Oh, but Stacy, what about that shocking third act that everyone keeps talking about? You know, I thought the first time I, the first, first time I, I mentioned this on our Pet Cemetery episode, but like the first time I saw Pet Cemetery 2, and I was like, God, you know, in the first film, it's a huge deal to go to the Pet Cemetery, and it takes Lewis all night to bury the cat, and blah, blah, blah. And in the second film, it's just like a fucking chain gang going up there, like a, you know, a convoy yeah, Cla- of people constantly burying people in the Pet Cemetery. Clancy's like taking their tickets one by one and ushering yeah. them in the Pet Cemetery. Yeah, and then this one kind of was the same. Yeah. At the end, like, oh, so it's a oh. fan. Like, uh, okay. Well, and this is my this is my fucking problem. Is um I have a lot of problems. This is my problem with this part of the film is that the idea like what's that what's that that horrible like bumper sticker phrase about insanity? Insanity is a thing that you keep doing over and over expecting different results. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's kind of I mean, the story of Lewis in the book. And in the original right. film, it's like yeah. the, Barry's church, church comes back bad. 
does it again with Gage. Gage comes back bad. Does it again with Rachel. Like, he yeah. is a, a, a like, uh, traumatized, grief-ridden cuckoo. Yeah. And he doesn't <laughs> learn. And that, like, that is how far he has sunk. And his journey as a character from, like, this, like, very scientific, very... Um, a secular man of science or whatever like doctor to to this man that has now put every single member of his family except for his daughter in the pet cemetery right. uh, out of just sheer grief and out of sheer denial of reality um versus in this one like ellie gets buried and he's zombie dad and she's dead baby and tiara and then we get to her killing Rachel and it's like unnecessary. It's just unnecessary and ugly. Um, drags yeah. her after Rachel like does it is like, no, I'm not going to go to the pet cemetery. Don't bury me there. And then she drags her out to the pet cemetery. And then they all come back as a family to, to take gauge and bury him in the pet cemetery. But I'm like, what is, why are they doing this? I did think that I was like, what's their end game here? Are they just going to go on a mad spree and kill everybody in Ludlow, Maine? Like, well, is that their goal? Like, they want to replace everyone with dead people? Like, right. What is uh, the whole time? I was like, I don't understand what this pyramid scheme lines up to. <laughs> like, why <laughs> yeah. is why yeah, is there what a? What are they doing? Uh, do they get like a Groupon discount every time they get a new person signed up for the pet cemetery? Like, it doesn't make. Right. It, it doesn't re- make any removing that ch- choice from Lewis and giving it to the other characters just completely eradicates the point of the story mm-hmm. that I'm like, did this tells me you're not concerned with the story or, or bringing Stephen King's uh, book to life. Like you're just, you're just, it's a remake it's a remake for the sake of of a remake. Like it's 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 just it just keeps referencing itself as a remake. And like, aren't you surprised by this change? Right. They just changed just about everything that they could, and they just went the cheap horror movie route. And I'm really disappointed because I know that you don't like Starry Eyes because you're a snob, and Starry Eyes isn't deep <laughs> enough for you. <laughs> unlike the hit film Venom, it's not. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, unlike Mamma Mia too. Yeah! To Mama, to Mia. Tokyo uh, Drift! <laughs> <laughs> but I really liked Starry Eyes, and so that was another thing where I was like, well, I'm not excited about this, but I'm interested to see what they do. And it stunk. It stunk. So, and it stunk. The inner, okay, like, you know those, like, cheesy movie critics that think they're really clever, like, when they come up with, like, a funny pun or play on the movie? Mm, my inner... Dead on arrival. Dead on arrival. Well, my inner movie critic was like, in the case of this pet cemetery, the producers failed to heed Judd's advice. Sometimes dead is better. <laughs> mm. Yeah, it's bad. <laughs> it just was a big, fat disappointment. I, I just... It- yeah. It just made me think about better things. Like, uh, this is a, maybe a tangent, but you know how they went into the whole tribal lands and what they were, what the natives were afraid of and blah, blah, blah. And they brought up the Wendigo, and I was like, damn, I would love to see an Until Dawn movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Listeners, if you, if you own a PlayStation 4, listeners, and you like a horror video game, you should play Until Dawn. It's amazing. Hayden Panettiere is 
perfection. Um, yeah. Also, like, fucking Rami Malek. Like, that was the first thing I ever saw him in. And now he's, like, mm-hmm. an Oscar winner for playing Brian Singer's version of Freddie Mercury. Yeah, and it's, like, written by and uh, also features Larry Fessenden. Yes, God bless him. God bless him. And it's, My favorite you know... corpse in a horror movie. Yeah. <laughs> it just, I don't know. It made me want an Until Dawn movie, so... But I'm never going to get one, so I should stop wanting that, I suppose. I just want more horror movies with Hayden Panettiere. She did me. She was the only thing I liked about Scream 4 besides uh, <laughs> Courtney Cox. <laughs> that hair. Oh, everyone hated that haircut, but I loved it. <laughs> A plus for the hair. Ugh. Yeah. That cemetery. This re- like the constant pointing to itself as a remake, even though it's like, I don't understand this mentality of like, look, we're the gritty cool version of this movie that you remember. Um, but we're gonna keep referencing the fact that we are depending entirely on the movie you remember. Um even that that twist with uh, you know, which child dies that it happens to Ellie instead of Gage, they set it up. And the whole time you're watching it, they set it up so it looks like Gage is going to be the one hit by the truck. Right. And then, surprise, it's Ellie. Did you see that twist coming? And it's like, well, actually, I did because you already gave that away in the trailer. Thank you very much. Yeah, if that wasn't in the trailer, that would have... I really... They should not have given that away in the trailer. Especially with the way it was filmed. Like, that would have given me at least one moment where I felt something. Like, I would have felt pure surprise at how that happened. Mm-hmm. because it's so depicted like, oh, look, Gage is about to get hit by that truck. There's Lewis running out after him and screaming his name. Yep. And then, oh, also, <laughs> we saw what happened to Pascal when, like, a, a car hit him on his bike. Yeah. Wouldn't Ellie have been fucking exploded? <laughs> look, I had this, you know what? I tried to stop myself because I started to feel a little... Neil deGrasse nobody's, Tyson. A little nobody's <laughs> going to the bathroom in this movie. <laughs> However, uh, I wondered about someone like Ellie coming back when she should have been pulverized by that fucking truck. And I'm like, so if she just has a lot of broken bones on the inside and everything, what does that do in terms of her? I, I've always felt the same thing about zombie movies. You know, like, how's she going to stand up? How's she doing all these ninja flips and shit? Yeah. And she should, her insides should just be smush. And it also was a moment where, okay, so there, she's in the tub and he's combing her hair and the brush keeps getting snagged on her hair Mm -hmm. because of the staples in her head. Mm -hmm. It looks like it should be really painful, but she's not reacting, you know, because she's dead. However, later on in the film, she jumps on his back. And is like holding him from behind and he bites her and she goes, wah! And let go. Oh my God. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. That is inconsistent. That's a, and people will say, you know, well, this is Pet Cemetery, man. It's it's different rules or something. <laughs> yeah. It's it's pets, it's Wendigo physics. But like, it, it, it just doesn't, it, especially when we have already seen what happened to Pascal. Right. It just does not correspond that, and also like, I know you didn't have an open casket funeral because you showed the service. Right. Like, and the only reason she would have been restored, like if she was restored to that level would be because of an open casket service. Right. And like, 
it, this I, I the bottom line is I saw Bride of Chucky. I know what happens when someone gets hit by a semi. They explode into a million bits. <laughs> I saw Sleepaway Camp three when that woman got run over by the garbage truck. And if you slow it down, you can see that it is in fact a mannequin. However, her head pops right off. One million bits. That's what happens. There should have been a... And I'm like, okay, I, the thing I get is like, okay, you're afraid to show or the studio won't let you show like um, the aftermath of like a dead child. Right. But, but also, Homegirl, that's what your fucking movie's about. <laughs> like, right, you yeah. Alre- you already show... Like, then, then slow down on how much you're showing a Pascal. Like, because I'm going to measure the two against each other because they exist in the same universe and with the same physics, apparently, or should. I mean, I guess, to be fair, the original Gage looked just fine. Yeah, but he also was wearing a little dress and a bowler hat, Stacy. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> like, when you've, when you've gone with glowing-eyed cats and dresses and bowler hats and, and a man in drag playing Zelda, like... The rules are slightly shifted. It's just well, she did change. For, I'm just I don't know why I'm playing devil's advocate, but I'm just she. But that. she did change form a few times. Like she when she turned into Norma, and that's know. true. Yeah. So maybe she was like, "Oh, I look terrible." She's and Mystique she from X Men. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's it. That's amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Can we talk about Zelda? Because... Oh, my God. I thought, well, at least Zelda's going to be scarier. You and Alex both said this to me when I was uh, apathetic about this remake. And I agreed. Like, this is a great opportunity to... to, Because one of my problems with the original is that Zelda is just a man in drag. Yeah, And it's like, I'm not convinced that's a little girl. I'm also like, this is feels weirdly subtly misogynist, even though it's made by a woman. Yeah. And I came yeah. out, I came out missing that depiction of Zelda. <laughs> well, I mean, I think from the first film, Zelda is one thing that sticks in everybody's mind is like the scariest part of it. You know, like even people who don't like the film are like, yeah, but Zelda, man, yeah. that really freaked yeah. me out. And this was just like, I don't know. Why even have her in it? Um, yeah, it it was. Also, how did she get in that dumbwaiter? <laughs> does, <laughs> does anyone know how she actually ended up in the dumbwaiter by opening it up? <laughs> well, I think she opened it, and then the dumbwaiter itself fell, and then I think she fell in after it. I'm gonna need to see a dramatization because it with came the crash down. Dummy. It came down and the plate shattered and all that. Like the food and stuff came down first, and then she fell and landed on top of it. Was the she dumb- wasn't like in the dumb waiter with the food? Was the dumb waiter at floor level, and that's how she fell in? <laughs> like, well, if she couldn't control, why am I defending this movie? <laughs> if she couldn't like, if her body was all fucked up and she like didn't have control over her muscles and stuff like that, maybe she like jumped leaned her. in she could have leaned in and lost her balance that guess, could right? that could be i just it it left me asking questions <laughs> well yeah i yeah. needed i needed a crash test dummy to show me how this happens <laughs> i could see it it'd be like if you know i don't know i could see it happening <laughs> probably not in real life but like i think it, it that didn't bother me i guess 
I I guess I was willing to be hung up on everything as I watched this movie because I was <laughs> I was so insulted by how lacking passion it was. Um, yeah, yeah. Zelda was Zelda. I didn't understand why. I mean, I liked that they because in the original, like they don't they don't make Rachel responsible for her death. Right? She's just more haunted by her sister and her pain. Yeah. And in this, like, that could have been, that was a sort of a nice addition. was like, oh, she actually is the reason her sister died. Right. Um, But at the same time, like, it just doesn't, it, it wasn't, Zelda just wasn't enough of a thing. And, and like, when we see her face, she's just like a normal girl. Right. But then we keep, we keep getting those, like, it felt kind of porny, like, um, but like in a gross, like fetishizing, like the sentinel kind of way to me, even though it was makeup effects, like the close-ups of her spine and stuff, it just felt, uh, like exploitive and gross. <laughs> right. Whereas the original, the original, it's like, I think you're seeing this character through the child's eyes. Yeah. And, she's, you know? and looks, that's looks like why she mouth. looks, yeah, that's why she looks monstrous. You know, not because of what the disease is actually doing to her. Although it does twist up your body, I guess, and all that. But, like, this one didn't feel like that. No. It didn't feel like a real person, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Because also you only saw bits and pieces. Yeah, it's She was either all folded up in the dumbwaiter, or you saw, like, here's her knuckles. Ew! Here's a spine! Oh, so gross! But you never, like, got a sense of her as a whole unit. Yeah, it felt, it felt like a girl with a normal face with a really fucked up spine close-up. And a fucked up yeah. knuckle close-up. And, like, the, 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 she said, Rachel says, I knew she hated me, um, because my spine was straight. But, like, that's not conveyed. It's just, we're just, Rachel tells us that we're afraid, that she's afraid of her. But, like, I don't see what Zelda, how Zelda hated her or why she was such, like, specter in her memory <laughs> besides the right. having killed her thing. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't well done. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I keep thinking. I, think, I don't hmm. know where the good. Re- I was gonna say I don't know where the good reviews came from because everything I've seen from people has been like this is not good. I've only seen. I mean, I've seen most. I've seen most people uh, enjoyed it. I've seen. I saw one person today say that it was. Um, it surpassed the original in every way. Uh, <laughs> wow. Yeah, and then and then a lot of people that still weren't caring for it still were like speaking to the third act and how how solid it was or like shocking it was and i'm just like it's the exact same third act from the original only this time there's no character motivation for why any of it happens (laughs) yeah i thought it was i thought the ending it was just dopey it was just a dopey end yeah they didn't know how to end it so it's like oh look pyramid scheme we're gonna get you baby in a car and then look out, people of Maine, because here we come. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> right? Like. And are they just going to continue to kill people? They're not going to fucking drag everybody up to the pet cemetery, right? Like. I'm 100%. I'm 100% sure they're going to drag everyone to that pet cemetery. <laughs> well, that's just bad. But, like. And, and yeah, I mean, you could say that it's like they want to fix the family or something, but like they're evil and their motivation is that or the only motivation that's given for why they keep replicating and doing this is um, Ellie says, 
I'm suffering and I want you to suffer too. Right. Like, that's it. So I'm like, well, you all want to suffer together and be even more miserable than you were? Right. But see, why is she suffering? That's the thing. I think that's one of the keys. Is like, why is she suffering? Is it because she doesn't want to be back? Is she in pain now? Like, what is it? Because she doesn't know where she was when she was dead. Yeah. Before she was brought back. So it's not like, oh, my soul is trapped in eternal torment or whatever. It's just like, what is so bad about being back? Yeah. And inst- instead of like... <laughs> If, if they had focused on that and, and it had actually capitalized on that, like with that night, that bedtime scene, uh, instead right. of just jumping into like, hey, daddy, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. going to go suddenly appear in Judd's house and kill him. <laughs> like, Yeah, for no reason, right? Yeah. And, oh, my God. And once again, pointing back at just the fact that it's a remake, Judd goes up the stairs, approaches the bed. We get the classic shot of his ankle from under the bed, and we all know what's about to happen. And then Judd kicks the bed. I thought that was a cute way of upending our expectations. But they show that was another thing they showed in the trailer was him getting his ankle sliced on the stairs. Oh, did they? Yeah, so I already knew, like, it was once again. Oh, well, that stinks. And just, I mean, it. I get the upending expectations, but it's like, it's still pointing at the fact that it is a remake. And it's just, and then, and then if you're pointing at the fact that a movie's a remake, and we know it's a remake, and we know the story, do you need a scene where the character goes and looks at, like, microfilm to <laughs> <laughs> to figure out the mystery that we all know? Mm-mm. Yeah, I mean, I guess I was okay with them. Like, I mean, because I was like, oh, here, I didn't know that that other part was in the trailer. So I was like, oh, here it comes. Here comes the ankle. Oh, you got me. Oh, you got me. It's not the ankle. Oh, now it's the ankle. Okay. See, I like, okay. So, <laughs> that's Ralph. You with the whole gamut of emotions. <laughs> but like, that's. That's what, I mean, maybe my problem is I just shouldn't watch trailers anymore. And maybe I'm a trailer snob because I see something and I get an expectation or I have something spoiled or I get excited and know I'm going to love it. And I bring that into the movie and that's like the baggage that I'm bringing. Um, But yeah, I'm not doing trailers anymore. I'm done with trailers. They give away, they either give away too much or it's not enough. And what's the point? If I see a movie coming out with names attached that I want. Or a log line that sounds interesting. I'll go. That's yeah. it. The only time a trailer actually made me happy and like built into my enjoyment and surprise with the film was Hereditary. Mm-hmm. That's it. Because I was like, oh, I can't wait to watch this demon seed, bad seed movie with Tony Collette. And then I was like weeping in the theater. Like, what the fuck just happened? I thought this was going to go completely differently. <laughs> yeah, but 9.5 times out of 10, they don't, trailers aren't like that. That yeah. one gave, that one only had content from like the first 20 minutes of the film. Yeah, it was the most brilliant marketing ever. Um, yeah. And that's like, with this, if I were you, you know, and I hadn't seen that shot of of him getting his ankle sliced on the stairs then i would have had that actual moment of genuine surprise of like oh here's the moment that i'm expecting because i've seen the original or and that and then we we all could have had that universal like holy shit what a what a surprising choice to have ellie die instead right yeah they really shot themselves they really cut themselves in the ankle (laughs) 
with that trailer. For sure. Yeah, that was a good one, right? (laughs) Were you expecting it or no? Did I get you? You know, I if I had not seen it in the trailer, I would have <laughs> it would have been more surprised, Stacy. Um, how did you feel? I I think this is another thing where it's like it the film just felt overproduced to me. Mm. Uh, like they they really wasted the kids' masks and the kids that weird fucking procession. Um, which yeah. I did love in in his like f- research at the library <laughs> that there's a picture of the old timey kids wearing their costumes and it just says the ritual procession of the children in the subtitle. <laughs> <laughs> but it I was like those kids one they are way too creepy. Also, this is the only time we see them. Mm-hmm. Also, like those masks, I wanted to like them, but they were just so designed. Yeah. That I was like, oh, okay, that's great. I love that these kids work for the art department at Bioshock. And <laughs> yeah. It's like when you see the pet cemetery itself, like it looks it looks like a Spencer like a, a Spirit Halloween superstore did the set design where it's like overtly creepy versus like the original, you know, you just give shitty placards with Stephen King's stupid puns about the I can't fucking believe they kept the one that I called out from the original. <laughs> Yeah. being the worst example of Stephen King speak. The biffer biffer, a hell of a sniffer. And, and how they, no child in the world would put that on there. And that's what they brought back. And they even gave it dialogue. Like, they made it a plot point. <laughs> yeah. Couldn't believe it. That was that was baby Jesus just winking at you. <laughs> yeah. This movie stunk. It did stink. It did stink. Sometimes dead is better. It's just, ugh. Yeah. Oh. You know how much it stunk? I went home and you know what I watched? Huh. Afterwards. <laughs> I watched God help me. I watched Annabelle Creation. <laughs> oh wait, the second one? The second one, yeah. I, I liked it. It's terrible, but I enjoyed the women in it. It wasn't bad, right? <laughs> I was like, all right, I'm here for the hot Latina nun. Oh here for right. Her. Also here for her. The scene with the two girls um in the in the bed with the blanket over their heads. Mm-hmm. I just love that. It section. had some genuine scare. It had some genuine scares to it. There was then like it the... went off the rails. Oh yeah, Miranda Otto with her like Phantom of the Opera mask crawling <laughs> around the walls. <laughs> yeah, it had some genuine scare. Like I love a dark doorway i love a dark hallway and that was one thing in this pet cemetery remake uh that really got me that could have been really scary is when lewis is in the basement and there's a dark doorway and there's noises coming from i was like oh fuck okay now you got me now you got me this is scary shit this is right up my alley and then he steps through it and he's in dreamland green screen dreamland and i was like oh no I am no. having I am having deja vu because I got out of bed this morning, walked into the kitchen, and Jason tells me that first thing. He's like, "You know what was a missed opportunity when you heard that <laughs> when you heard that scary voice or sigh or whatever in the basement, and someone's down there, and then he's just suddenly back in his dream space cemetery land." Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because that's you know a dark doorway. That's all I need. That really gets me. And Annabelle Creation had some dark doorways. I. <laughs> I'm glad you enjoyed it. I I thought it was I did. L- lamentable in some respects, but I really enjoyed watching it, and I loved yeah. I loved uh, young Gal Gadot in it. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought the girls were great. I thought it was interesting. I I like Anthony LaPaglia all the time. Uh, it just was one one point where it's like things are scary, and the girls come back, and she's probably possessed. And some one of the girls says to her, "What do you want?" <laughs> I'm yeah. talking to the ghost. She says, "What do you want?" And she says, "Your soul." <laughs> and I was like, "Oh no." Oh no, here we go. Okay. Well, you had me for an hour, I guess. She was um that girl uh was a young um what's her name? Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman. Young Mary Hartman. <laughs> Louise Lasser. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. In the flashback sequence where she's where she's dealing with her grandpa being the the, the flasher. Um <laughs> She was what's her name? She was young, uh, the young mortician in Hill House in the Netflix one. But she was also the little possessed girl in Ouija: Origin of Evil, which I also recommend to you. I really liked it. Hmm. It was well, like Annabelle. Knows? I mean, Annabelle creation adjacent. Okay. But a little bit better, I personally think. Okay. I mean, after Pet yeah. Cemetery, I was like, who cares? How bad can, you know, like, I'll watch whatever. <laughs> and so I did watch whatever, and it was fine. That's what it reduced you to. Wow, it sunk you into the Conjuring universe. That is a statement. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm done. You know what I mean? Like, I saw The Conjuring. I saw Insidious. I don't need to see any more in those. I've seen Annabelle Creation. I'm good with the Annabelles. The Nun, I say no thanks. You're not going to you. see Annabelle. Annabelle versus The Nun. If it's that hot Latina nun coming back, maybe I'll consider it. Well, you know, the curse of La Llorona is going to be set in the Conjuring universe now. Oh, for fuck's sake. Because it has the same priest from the original Annabelle. Hmm? Oh, my God. It's like the Marvel universe. Everything's got to be tied in now. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. They all have to be the same or else people will say, wait, what movie am I watching and which other films does this correspond to? I forgot. <laughs> yeah. And then for someone like me, like, I feel like, okay, I'm good now. I'm done with that. But, I mean, would I go see the new Avengers? No, because I haven't seen the 30 other films in the series. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no. So, not that I'm interested in it anyway, but, you know. You know what I mean? It just It's like a TV show, I say. Ah, uh, maybe. But then it's got seven seasons, and I say, no, thank you. My life is too short as it is. Oh, you have to get sucked in. There's so much to have to experience. I, I can't. And if it, it. doesn't, my mom have... keeps. My mom's like, you gotta watch Game of Thrones, and I'm like, no, it's just too much. It's too. There's too much of it. Yeah, that's what that's what I've been saying. I love Lena Headey so much, but I I just I it seems like and oh Gwendolyn um yeah Gwendolyn Christie oh fucking love her but um yeah. like it just there's so much media to have to digest with it and like so much rape to go along with it (laughs) yeah i I probably can't do this yeah not when i could be watching uh i don't know blood rage oh i thought you were gonna say yeah (laughs) whatever shit we're gonna watch for this show you know (laughs) (laughs) uh well I freed my mind, but the rest did not follow, unfortunately. Pet Cemetery, I give it two thumbs down. I wonder what the what the 
repercussions of this film will be like how many more Stephen King uh, remakes slash whatever's will we be subjected to and how many more interviews will Stephen King do where he's like yeah my book that I wrote was terrible and this movie's like really scary (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah no kidding well we have it chapter two coming and you know just no one's gonna shut up about that no one's gonna shut up about it I have to see it because I love Jessica Chastain I don't want to see it (laughs) I know. Same. I think I might actually, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't want to feel pressured into seeing it. I don't even know if I love her enough to see it, honestly. Yeah, actually, yeah. That's the route I've been taking with the the X-Men Dark Phoenix. Yeah. So I'm like, I don't even think Jessica Chastain as Queen Lalandra can get me in the seat. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, did you see that other Huntsman movie with her? I did not because I said, look. I love you, but I have my limits. Wait, the the Winter's War with Charlize and Emily Blunt? Mm-hmm. Jessica Chastain was in that? Yeah. I okay. love all of them. I love all three and of them. Kristen but Stewart. I Stewart. My... No, Kristen I Stewart. No, she... They no, got rid just... of her. They got rid of her. Because she was too gay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I love all three of those women, but I say to myself, no. No. Um... This is where we disconnect, Stacey, because (laughs) I have not seen either Huntsman films, but Huntsman Winter's War has been at the top of my list to rent uh, since it came out. (laughs) I saw Because in the trailer, Charlize has like black goo tentacles that she's killing everyone with. And let me tell you, if there's one thing I can't resist, it's a Charlize Theron with black goo tentacles. (laughs) I'm sure there's an anime for that. (laughs) I already purchased it. I need something else. <laughs> I need a new fix. You know what? No, I have limits. Like before Pet Cemetery, there was a trailer for the new Hellboy, which looks terrible to me. Did they show me. Mila Jovovich in it? Because they did they not They showed the one Mila I saw. Jovovich. They showed Mila Jovovich, and I'm like, fucking A, Mila Jovovich as an evil sorceress. That's why no. I'm going. I say no. I'm going to just imagine it and watch something else with her <laughs> instead. <laughs> I find, you know, I'm just too aware of my mortality. And I say to myself, that's two hours, girl. Yeah. Yeah. It looks so bad. And it just made me disappointed uh, that it's a Neil Marshall film because I'm just like. Man, what happened to him? What happened to him? I mean, I'm sure he's making bank directing like Game of Thrones and Hellboy. But I'm just like, man, talk about someone who I thought was really going to do amazing things for horror. Did he ever make that like carnival slasher that he was supposed to do? I don't think that even happened, did it? Ooh, I don't think so. It was like after, um, what's the the wackadoodle one with Rona Mitra? Dooms- Doomsday? Yeah, after that, he was like, there was news that he was in talks to do a carnival slasher. And I was like, oh. I was so excited because the idea of him doing a slasher, like, especially after Dog Soldiers and the, the Descent. Yeah. Uh, and then he. Now, was... I think he started doing Game of Thrones, I think. He directed some of that and he moved to TV, I think. But man, Dog Soldiers and <laughs> the Descent. Obviously, the Descent. Duh. Such yeah. promise. Such promise. Where have you gone, Neil Marshall? And then he's like, I'm sorry, I just earned a billion dollars directing Hellboy. Also, I don't understand, and I'm, I'm, I have, I, I used to be obsessed with Guillermo del Toro, and now I'm kind of, huh. <laughs> um, <laughs> and he's just not a draw for me anymore, but, um, no. I'm still kind of pissed that they never finished the Hellboy trilogy, and did, because this, I really love the second Hellboy, 
and then there's this giant sort of story cliffhanger and yeah, I never... don't know why. I don't know why they took it away from him. Or like, why didn't it they did. just make a third one when it looks like the design is the same? Yeah. Like, only it's Ron fucking Perlman instead of Stranger Things guy who everyone's in love yeah. with because he's a daddy. Like, I don't... And it, like, I don't it... like Hellboy's hair. I don't like his hair. I'm not here for that long. Oh, the hair creeps hair. me out. Little, I'm not here little for will-o'-wisps. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, like, they got Miliovich, but they took away Selma Blair. I love Selma. I know. I know. So I say no. I'm not. That's one. If you say, Stacy, let's do it for the show. I'm going to say no. I won't. I won't. I'll make it. I'm making a note right now. <laughs> I won't tell you to do it. <laughs> Same with it, no chapter thing. two. Yeah, I just, I don't care about it. I don't. But that's why, let me tell you, like, sitting through those previews, which... I, I rustled my way through those previews as well at the film. Uh, I did see the trailer for Ma once again, and I was like, I can't wait. <laughs> I am yeah, here I'm for ready this. for that. Even though I feel like they give that whole movie away in the trailer. Oh, they give away every single death. Every single they give away the reveal of here's all your dead friends propped up. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. yeah, but I'm still excited about it. But I'm just like, I turned to Jason and I was like, is. Is, like, are we supposed to be rooting for anybody else in that movie? Like, <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, think, I think they know that. I think they know that. Good. You know? I, I hear, and this is, I, I hope they turn it into a whole franchise and we get Mom, one, two, three, four, five, six. And <laughs> yeah, why not? Like, right? give up Octavia, make her the new Freddy. Like, I want. <laughs> oh my God, imagine. I have already decided that I love this movie, so I. <laughs> If Freddy Krueger can have movies after the movie where he turned people into meatballs, then Octavia Spencer can have a fucking franchise. You know what I mean? I need it. <laughs> this is now non-negotiable. I need this to continue to live. Like, to live. <laughs> I need her to have puns and kill people and get drunk and do jello shots. That's all I want. <laughs> yeah. That's a good one. So that That's was my that one. was my favorite part of Pet Cemetery was the Ma trailer. Yeah, I don't know my favorite part. I think my favorite part was probably the promise of that dark do- doorway that just didn't pan out. Yep. Oh well. Man, Amy Simetz, let me tell you something, Amy. Let me be your agent. I I don't know what I'm doing. I have no credentials. Um <laughs> I'm not professional, but I feel like even I, with no understanding of how the industry works, could get you better roles. Uh, hmm. I really love you, Amy Simetz. I loved you in, was it your next that I saw her in the first time? I think it was your next. Uh, and then I was like, say, who is that dewy-eyed <laughs> queen <laughs> who I fell in love with in that meek little home invasion slasher that could... And then I saw you in the sacrament and Ty West totally wasted you and gave you a terrible role. And then I saw you in Alien Covenant and Ridley Scott totally wasted you and gave you a terrible role. And then I saw you in Pet Cemetery, and I thought maybe she'll get something to do. And they totally wasted you and gave you a terrible role once again. Yeah. So I'm just like, hmm. justice for Amy Simetz, man. <laughs> Start a petition. I'm gonna, I already did, I'm going on change.org right now and logging in. Yeah, start a Facebook page, a group, and a, an internet petition, and maybe think of a hashtag. 
those things, those three things, you'll be unstoppable. <laughs> and she'll appreciate it. I, and she'll be like, who's this fucking asshole who's critiquing all my roles? <laughs> Maybe she loved getting blown up before her time in Alien Covenant. I don't know. Wow, spoiler. Thanks. Oh, sorry, Stacy. I spoiled the movie you're <laughs> never going to watch. <laughs> That's true. We I'm should, honestly, it. that should be our live episode as Alien Covenant. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Yikes. <sighs> wow. Boo. Boo, Pet Cemetery. Boo. Boo. Boo on you. I can't yeah. wait for every fucking, every other mediocre Stephen King remake that's going to come after this. Uh, I mean, what else is that they've remade? So many of them have been remade already. They were remade, for, you know, when Mick Garris went through that phase where he had to remake all the fucking Stephen King movies. Yeah. Aren't we done? Aren't we done yet? No, because they, they Stacy, they need to fund the new seasons of Stranger Things somehow. <laughs> <laughs> and who, whoever designed that that classic Stephen King font is like just rolling in royalties because they've used yeah. it for now that like it that's the brand it isn't even Stephen King it's just does it have the Stephen King font Ugh. that's that's all people need and then they're just masturbate in the theater over their nostalgic memories oh god <laughs> jeez yeah oh well we saw it we saw it this is good for us <laughs> was this i don't know if it was a new halloween h4o because at least that like filled me with rage whereas this just made me so apathetic <laughs> right i mean did i which did i have more uh, have a better time watching probably pet cemetery because mm. i just wasn't filled with rage no what rage is not good for your skin it's not that's good true blood pressure you know yeah yeah, the amount of well, antioxidants. cannot live on rage alone. <laughs> but at least that had the part where Judy Greer said, gotcha. <laughs> like, I felt something in that moment. I felt like that was so, I know how you feel about her. But that just, <laughs> I'm not here for a one-liner. Like, ever, I yeah. don't think. Even if Octavia Spencer's doing it in Ma 5, the final chapter? <laughs> well... <laughs> All right, I'll allow it. I'll allow <laughs> Thank it. Thank you. But most circum only her though. Only her. Yeah. Otherwise, well, that's the I'm thing. Just, it was yeah. the gotcha was super out of place. But I'm like, well, finally, Judy Greer has a character. <laughs> like, well, that's true. That's true. Because her yeah, other character until that point was, oh, my mom's terrible. Yeah, that's the thing. Someone says, "How'd you feel about Halloween H4O?" I say, "I hated it." And I could go on and on and on about why it's the worst thing ever. And then how'd you feel about Pet Cemetery? Well, I saw it. <laughs> I've just been saying it's useless. Uh, I guess I, it, yeah, it's kind of a waste of my time to say I hated it. Cause I, guess... I didn't, I didn't hate it. Like, I know I didn't hate yeah. it. I just felt like it just felt very lethargic and it made me feel lethargic. And then it was over and I said, well. Uh, all right that wasn't very good was it it felt soulless and, and useless yeah but i wasn't so filled with rage that like i was up all night i went yeah. home and i was like well i guess i'll watch annabelle creation because you know how much worse could it be <laughs> <So>. <laughs> 
So something did something moderately enjoyable or fun came out of it at least. That's good. Right. I was hoping the doll would run around. Oh, with the little 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 doll yeah. feet. Yeah. She's she's not that kind of doll though. I want I want the pitter patter. No, she just sits and stares. Yeah. She's so ugly. She really is. Hey, my makeup kind of looks like that. Be nice. <laughs> <laughs> It's an ugly doll. Yeah, yeah, it is. I haven't seen the trailer for the new one, but there's another one now with uh, Patrick. We Wilson. don't need any. Yeah, we if you're from I got and Patrick Wilson to come back because it's like oh. now it's what happens when Annabelle goes into their house, and I'm like, I but you guys literally already did that in the Conjuring. There was a whole section where. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're good. We're forgot. good. <laughs> Maybe I'll write to someone and say I don't think you need it. Yeah, probably not. Maybe don't. They don't. Oh well, I won't see it. I've got my fill. I've got my fill. You know, it's got Vera Farmiga, so I'll probably be there watching it. <laughs> Listen, I didn't think I—I I didn't think I had standards when it came to actresses I like, but I guess I do. Wrap a rosary around her hand, and oh, I am in. <laughs> <laughs> Give her one of those Puritan dresses. Oh my god. <laughs> Well, it'll make you happy then. And that's good enough for me. I mean, Ed and Lorraine Warren are giant hacks, but I love, I love alternate universe Lorraine Warren as portrayed by Vera Formica. I am, <laughs> I am in. Well, you can tell me how it is. <laughs> well, Stacey, you were right. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say, well, I'm, you know, with my high standards, uh, who knows what I'll watch instead, but. I'm sure it'll be perfect, whatever yeah. it is. Oh well, Pet Cemetery. <laughs> Sometimes dead is better. Sometimes dead is better. I look forward to it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do we have a, a listener question today, Stacy? Yeah, we've got two. Hot damn! Actually. A two. They're they're kind of related. So we decided, oh, not that we've decided this in advance. This is totally spur of the moment. Um, yeah, because you're now, just reaching into a hat. Yeah, now that I reach into the question hat, um, <laughs> these two look kind of similar. So oh. I think we should do them both at once. Okay, okay. I feel, yeah, I'm ready for this. Okay, Chris asks, what's a movie that, in your opinion, could use a remake? And Angelique asks, aside from Suspiria... What is your favorite remake? Mm-hmm. And I'm a little insulted that Angelique took that as an opportunity to kind of tell us not to talk about Suspiria. Yeah, that's sort of a listen up. I've, ha- I've had it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that does remind me, though. They did try to get me with Pet Cemetery because there was a ballet moment. <laughs> I thought the same thing. I was like, oh, there's our hook. I was like, those sons of bitches, you put a tutu on a woman and you just... <laughs> I did I like... I was like, oh, we're keeping with our theme. Okay. Yeah, when she was doing... And then the dead version where she's dancing with her dirty tutu. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, you ever give a girl a dirty tutu? <laughs> Dirty Tutu, Mustard Lips, Rusty Poodle, Tokyo Convertible, 
I feel like that's our merch is a t-shirt that just lists all of our <laughs> double entendres. <laughs> all our perverted sex acts. Oh. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Dirty tutu. <laughs> so remakes. Yeah. Um <laughs> <laughs> What are what are what are some of yours? This some of my hard. favorites. This was, this was hard for me. Uh, it was hard. Some of my favorite remakes. Well, uh, The Ring. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I always forget about that movie and that yeah. it's a remake. That's a remake. Uh, that one I saw that before i saw any before i saw the original for sure but before i yeah, saw any like asian horror films and it just blew my mind man i i oh i hate that boy though i hate her little boy so much <laughs> Call... he's toothy from texas chainsaw is that him yeah oh my god little weird air duct boy wow duct. that's so funny toothy air duct. Toothy yep. air duct. <laughs> you ever give a girl a toothy air duct <laughs> Listen, you little shit, don't call your mom Rachel. Her name is Mom. That's how I yeah. feel about him. Well, you know, they were they had that kind of relationship. Oh. She was a shitty mom. He was flip about it, you know. Oh yeah, cuz she worked. Yeah, she worked. Yeah, yeah, I forgot. How dare she? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So I like the ring. Um, I guess yeah, I technically agree. the thing is a remake. You know, the John Carpenter film is a remake, so I'll say that one. I don't count it as a remake, but it is. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Because which itself was rules... remade with a soft reboot sequel. Yeah, so I like that one, and I've never seen the original, but I love, and I did not know it was a remake. Uh, we are what we are. I've never oh. seen the original. I love that movie. I have the only seen family. the original. Oh, really? Oh, I think you'd like the remake. Yeah, I haven't seen the remake. I've wanted to. Um, I hated the original, so I was hesitant about the remake. The remake is absolutely incredible. Acting, mwah, chef's kiss to all the actresses. Oh. oh. Do they still yeah. have the gay in the remake? No. Oh. Yeah. I guess that's also part of why I hated it. I don't know. Interesting. Yeah. I want to, I need to check that out. I keep forgetting that movie happened because that had been on my list for so long. I need to check it out. It's so good. It's really, really, really tense. It's really mm. tense. The Ooh. acting is unbelievable. I love it. Love it. Oh. Okay. And I think it's different from what I've heard. Like I said, I've never seen the original, but from what I understand, I think it's different enough that it'll just seem like a whole new movie. You won't be like it won't be like Pet Cemetery where you're like, oh, I knew he was gonna cut his ankle. <laughs> hey, I already saw this movie. I already saw this movie. What the shit? <laughs> Only that one had actors. Yeah. <laughs> Who actually were terrible in it, but still, I love them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they are terrible, but except Fred Gwynn, national oh, Fred treasure. Gwynn. He should yeah, be but... on a stamp. He should be on a stamp. Just him saying, I'll call that raw. Christ on oh. his throne, no. Oh, Lois. <laughs> Lois? Lot? <laughs> Lot? <laughs> He's just a parrot from Maine. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> I love him. Uh, those are some good answers, Stacy. Well, thanks. I love all three of those movies. I did not think of any of them because I, yeah, I think it constantly goes over my head that they're, well, the last one I haven't seen, but it goes over my head, especially that the thing and the ring are remakes, which is silly with the ring because I love Ringu. Um, yeah. But they're just, even though they're so similar, they're very different in how they're done. Um, and I love, yeah. I love Naomi Watts. Me too. Yeah, I think I think The Ring, yeah, that would be a good one. Um, mine favorite remakes besides Suspiria. And this is a hard one because I was thinking about and I like if I think maybe after my malaise over Pet Cemetery, I was like, do I like any remakes? Should remakes even happen? How <laughs> dare they do this to me? Um uh but I really cuz yeah, the thing I didn't even think of, I really love uh the one remake that really got to me because you know, there's like My Bloody Valentine, I really enjoy that. Um, mm. and then there's, oh, wasn't there another one that they did that I kind of liked? Oh, I guess maybe House of Wax I really enjoyed. Um, <laughs> even though that's like not a remake by any means, it's just the title and the, yeah. the idea that people get turned into wax statues. Um, but actually my favorite remake I think that I could think of besides, uh, like the thing and the ring that you mentioned would be, um, Night of the Living Dead, the Tom Savini one. Hmm. I love that movie. I love their take on Barbara. For me, like, that's how do you make a character different enough that it becomes a different movie? Um, yeah. I really liked their Sarah Connor Barbara. <laughs> so, <laughs> and Tony Todd is fantastic in it, too. Um, yeah. And the, uh, like, the zombie, like, it was really nice to have Tom Zavini direct that movie and get the zombie effects in there. And, like, it was just, I really enjoyed that Night of the Living Dead. Um Hmm. Other than that one, though, I I think that was really the that's really the only one for me. I like I like that movie, and I can't think of many others that hmm. that have done it for me. Obviously, besides uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, my favorite movie of all time. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's an example of how you improve upon an original, right? Yeah, like that, or like Nightmare on Elm Street um, with Jackie Earl Haley. Yeah, Friday Thirteenth. I loved Jason being a pot farmer, um, who's a, <laughs> a zombie. Uh, Man, yeah. the Nightmare on Elm Street remake is a missed opportunity for sure. I still need to see it, but I've just heard how atrocious it is. I did, I think I admired what they were trying to do, and so I didn't hate it, but it's not good. Yeah. Oh, well. I heard Rooney Mara wasn't good in it. But I like her. People don't like her. I love her. People yeah. People don't like her. That makes sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh, misogyny. <laughs> so well, I what... think people just think she's not a very good actress, but I disagree. Yeah, I saw a little film called Carol. Mm-hmm. Now I'm thinking about Carol. All right, what's this other question? What's a movie that, in your opinion, could use a remake? And this one was kind of hard for me because... This is tough. It's, it's like, you have something like uh, Suspiria. I know we're not supposed to talk about Suspiria. But you have something like... <laughs> Suspiria, to me, is a perfect example because it, you know, takes the original source material and goes in its own direction 
something completely different so that it's not like Pet Cemetery where you're just waiting for these beats to happen and it's just a whole new movie, you know, with the core from the original. Yes. And so I'm like, okay, what would I like to see that happen to? I don't know, except for Inferno and Mother of Tears. Yeah, that's a great answer. Um, for sure. And But then I started to think, like, what else would be remade is something that kind of missed the mark for me the first time. I mean, it's it's pointless. And, you know, I don't care if there's ever a remake of this movie. But I, I thought about that movie Mama. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, And I thought, you know, I would have liked to have seen some things in that movie done differently. And I think a remake could do that. But they're never going to remake it because they're coming out with Mama 2. Oh, really? To ma, to ma. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is Jessica Apparently, Chastain in it? Not that I know of. Oh, okay. Because I was like, that's the only thing I would keep from the original. Well, I would for sure keep Hot Topic Jessica Chastain. Yes, Hot Topic Jessica Chastain. Hot Topic Jessica Chastain was my introduction to Jessica Chastain. And so... Mine too, I think. Yeah. I was like, well, who is this? <laughs> Who's this saucy lady? <laughs> Who's this love of my life? And then I found out. I like the part in Mama where she's playing bass or whatever, and it's so bad. And she's like, pew, 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 pew. oh, it's so good. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, someone who has no idea how to be like a cool musician is trying to be a cool musician, and it's just so corny. <laughs> and I love it. Pew, 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 pew. <laughs> Now that I think about it, that is the best part of the movie. Yeah, yeah. But, like, I mean, I, why not kill the boyfriend? Kill him off. He was useless. Kill him. Just let Hot Topic Jessica Chastain be great. Yeah. You don't You don't need to bring him back. I like the downer ending where the one kid dies. And I just think they showed too much mama. Too much computer mama. But didn't you want to see how her hair looked like? Because she was like underwater, but it's CGI. So it's like her hair is underwater, but it's like in reality, like because she's a ghost. I just. (sighs) (laughs) I thought the same thing when I was watching the Hellboy trailer is I'm like, I'm supposed to be excited about this, about a big computer eating another computer. And I just don't care. Like, I realize that every movie has CGI, and that's fine. And there's going to be some CGI, and that's totally cool. But when it's just, like, I just, I don't know. I don't know if it's I just don't buy into it, or I just don't care because I know that it's just, like, Adobe After Effects, man. Yeah, and, well, and that's the problem is so much, like, I think there can be good CGI, but it's, like, it's a question of how do you integrate it and make it believable with everything else. And we just don't have that yet. (laughs) No, and Mama, they just showed too much. And I'm like, I would rather it just be a person in a ghost costume or only see a little bit. You know, I don't need to see her in all her glory. Or if I do, like, fucking make it a real person somehow. You know know what we need is a Mama Nell crossover. (laughs) Like, two Mama... Two Tay and a win is what we need. <laughs> two chick, two chickabay. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. That's the tagline. Mama's here. <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> Thank you for seeing me eye to eye on this. <laughs> 
thought Mama had a lot of potential and it had some moments for sure. And I liked the kids and I liked that one kid like stayed feral and wanted to go with the ghost at the end. And I was definitely here for Hot Topic, Jessica Chastain. But then just so much corniness with that ghost and the boyfriend. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's a whole thing. I okay. this this remake question was really hard for me. Um to the point that like now I'm suddenly thinking like what are some of those movies that were just missed opportunities that I really What was that movie? It was that I I just thought of it. Um, I have two I have two, two other answers, but I just thought of this movie. It was more recent. It's about it's the woman that goes into that um she's like a spiritualist. Uh she stages spiritualist um sessions and like seances the awakening awakening? is that it yeah and she goes into that man that like school to investigate there and yeah with uh with dominic west or whatever and yeah yes rebecca hall um i really loved the first half of that movie and then the second half it just petered out and uh it just sucked um, yeah. And I, I really, really loved what they were doing at the beginning. Like, I love this, like, feminist depiction of this woman that's, like, she kind of, like, even the presentation won overs us where she's, like, she's, like, debunk, she's, like, doing a seance and then she debunks it. And then she's going to go mm-hmm. do that. And, like, and then it just turned into another, like, oh, now I'm a ghost with the other ghosts. Like, <laughs> yeah. I really liked the first half. I, I mean, that would be something that I'd like to see again. But otherwise, yeah, my brain just doesn't work like that in terms of, like, what do I want to see remade? Um, but thinking about it, there are two remakes coming up that I'm actually really excited for because I want to see what a new take on this will look like. Mm. Um, and they're two movies that are very close to my heart. So it's a little uh, upsetting, but like just knowing the talent that's behind it, I'm really excited. Um, and one of them is the Nosferatu remake that um, mm. uh, Robert Eggers, who did the witch the, the witch yeah. <laughs> like he that's he's doing that lighthouse movie right now which ugh, i can't go anywhere near because lighthouses but it's um <laughs> him and him directing it and once again anya taylor joy and like i just love the idea of what what would the director of the witch and anya taylor joy presumably as mina um what would their version of nosferatu look like like yeah, i love that's i love i'm fine with that yeah, I, and I love every Nosferatu. Like, I love the original. I love the the um, Herzog and Kinski one. I love mm-hmm. Shadow the Vampire with John Malkovich. Like, I, 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 so I just can't wait to see another entry. Um, I really can't wait for that one. And then one that's a little bit more contentious, but I'm really excited for, because I think the casting is smart, is the Witches remake um, mm. of the, the Nick Reek film. And Anne Hathaway was cast as the Grand High Witch. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm really excited. Like, nobody will ever surpass Angelica Houston in that role. It's just so iconic. But I'm like, I can't wait to see what Anne Hathaway does with that. Uh, Hmm. Because I really like Anne Hathaway. And I... Yeah, me too. That stupid... What was that terrible uh, Tim Burton... The Alice in Wonderland movie was just... It was an atrocity. Oh, Um, yeah. But Anne Hathaway got to play, like, a demented character in that. Like, she was the White Queen or whatever. And and she was, like, making elixirs. And, like, she was doing all this alchemy. And, like, kind of, she was sort of witchy, too. And I just loved seeing her as this, like, kind of uh, princessy sociopath weirdo. 
And I haven't really seen her play a role like that. Um, yeah. So I, I can't wait to see her in The Witches. And I think it's it's kind of smart because it looks like in this version, um, the child is Black and like is from a Black family. And then we have like the white evil witch after them. And I'm just, well, I that think, sounds a little SJW for me. It does. You know what? It does. I, I, yeah, never mind. If you want to be a cuck, you can be a cuck, I guess. <laughs> so that's, that's how this millennial is destroying um, industry <laughs> this time around is I'm, I'm, I'm going to be front row with my avocado toast, ready to watch Anne Hathaway as the grand high witch. So okay. yeah, I'm excited for those two. Otherwise. Yeah. I don't know. Stop remaking movies. Just make new shit. <laughs> yeah, I even thought about like some old slashers that you know were only okay, and I was like, do I care if there's a remake? Like, no, I don't. I'm good with leaving it in the past. Something like Humongous, which I really like. Uh huh. You know, that's fine the way it is. I'm not a big. I don't get a big boner either way for remakes anymore. Yeah. Yeah, I just don't, I don't need it. Like, I would much rather watch a new, or like, there's, you know, there's other ways of rebooting things, or, re, I don't know, there's ways to do them diff. like the, the Spider-Man cartoon that I have talked so much about, like, <laughs> I didn't think I needed a, a fucking eighth or whatever Spider-Man movie, and I loved the cartoon. I thought it was amazing. Yeah. Um, so, like, there's ways to shake things up and make them interesting and new, uh, but I don't think a remake is the answer at this point, unless right, yeah. unless you are a singular genius like Luca. Um, yeah, the idea of him completing the trilogy just is my make a wish wish. Yeah, you know? it's never like, going to happen. That, that gets me salivating. <laughs> it's never going to happen. But, you know, you never know. Maybe. Oh, a Marcos can dream. Marcos can dream. Oh. Yeah. What would it even be? Oh, it'd be so good. It'd be so good. Even if he just makes his prequel about Helena Marcos in that village in the 12th century, like, oh my god, just just do it, please. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. So that's my feelings on remakes. <laughs> 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 Look, man, if you have a question for us, you can send it to us. Yeah, it's about time. We need some more questions. I got some. I got some more. Oh, and good. Email people. You can email us, gaylords at gaylordsofdarkness.com, or leave it on our Facebook or send us a Facebook message, man. Yeah, get in it. Get get on the net. Get jacked in. Get, get in that the... toothy air duct, if you know what I mean. <laughs> With your dirty tutu. Yeah! Give me a dirty tutu. <laughs> right on my... Oh, I was going to say, right on my mustard lip. <laughs> oh, God. Wow, for a haunted tome made out of skin, it's so loosely structured, yet informative. I know, right? Is it over? It's glowing and spinning on its own, so I'm going to guess yes. Ah, oh, oh, my God. God. Oh, oh, my God. God. Tune in next time for more Gaylords of Darkness. 